and welcome to another ep- <laughs> stop. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. I'm joined with me is Luke. How are you doing, Luke? I'm Luke. Yeah. Definitely Luke. I swear we have a podcast still. <laughs> in case you're out there thinking, I was wondering when they throw in the old bucket. Where are they? Where'd they go? Episode one. We're here. Ep- <laughs> here. <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> oh, gosh. Where are the drugs? Podcast. <laughs> in case you thought that episode 150 was... And it was 150. I think that was the last one. was one 150. That's a... That's a big number. Are you kidding? No. Dang. I know. We didn't reference it. 150. The... Right. How have we done it? That's uh, how many Pokemon are in the first generation of Pokemon. That's what we're aiming for. We're done. Yeah. We're good. That was it. Retire. Gotta record them all. Probably we recorded package. them all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Real talk, guys. If you don't want to hear anything about my personal life, if that's if you're like, nope, nope, I'm out. I'm out. I'm here for watching slash playing, and that's it. Skip ahead. Skip ahead a little bit. I had a baby over over the Labor yeah, Day did. weekend, so yeah, you did. The funny thing is, it's like okay, so congratulations. Thank, thank you, thank you, everyone. I imagine everyone who's listening is clapping. Thank you, thank you for that. Thank you. You're not. What are you doing? I know. Start, Start clapping. Clap. 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 Was that <laughs> okay? Well, so we had. Two podcasts lined up for that weekend. The first one, Luke got bad case of laryngitis. Not great for podcasting. So we didn't do Tuesday. I sounded like this. Oh like a God. smoker. <laughs> like a truth commercial. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then I had a second one lined up with Adam. We were going to do a Xenoblade Chronicles 3 podcast. That's still coming. We're still going to do that. But we were... Bladecast. Right. This is literally how it went down. So... The the funny thing is the you might you can tell Luke because you're watching the the video but the first person to learn that my wife uh, my wife's water broke was my barber because I was like I gotta cancel my appointment <laughs> <laughs> so very important and then the second was Adam because I was like Adam <laughs> it's eleven thirty we're supposed to record at twelve <laughs> I don't think that's gonna yeah. happen. <laughs> um but yeah we were all ready and raring to go and uh so was uh my unborn daughter who was now born so <laughs> yeah what a weekend it you was, made the uh, right choice i think so no honey <laughs> no how how far apart are they two seconds no no hold on we, we have some xenoblade chronicles we 3 to discuss to talk xenoblade are you kidding that Obviously. ending <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna we'll do it still, but you know it won't be during my wife's early labor. So, so that'll be good. That'll be that'll be much better. But things went great. In case in case you're wondering out there, things went awesome. Our daughter is very healthy and home, and we're new parents with a new baby girl. Heck yeah! Just on the saddle of a bull, just getting tossed <laughs> to and fro. On the bucks of life. It's uh, we're having a time, but everything's great. Cheers. It's a little like that. Yeah, it is right. a little like that. Come on, girl. Woo-hoo. Come on, girl. You're going to sleep now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, that, that swaddle. I'm telling you, that swaddle. This is freaking just. 
getting them on there. And I tell you, <laughs> you know, my wife, my, you know, TMI, whatever. My wife had a, a C-section. It was nothing at, at, like it was depicted that happened to King Viserys' wife. Not at all. That's good. That's good. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons that's good. I guess watch uh, House of Dragons. Definitely a hard R rating on birth if that's how it went. <laughs> oh my God, we we could talk about that later. We uh, definitely did some fast forwarding in that part, right? But watching that, Bethany's like, I I just can't. I can't. So did it's we. So did we. Yeah. And, and I think Amber would have wanted to fast forward through that, regardless of whether or not she had the knowledge in her head that in a week or so yeah. she was probably going to have a cesarean, yeah. even though we have yeah, come yeah. very far in medical science. <laughs> but still, yeah. no maggots eating the problem area. Oh, in your hand. gross. <laughs> yeah that. we've done away with the the maggot treatment <laughs> <laughs> so gross mm. all right well on we get we're back we're doing we're still doing the podcast um we're you know we're troopers that's right you're the trooper giddy up wait that's not right what a trooper get say? her done Get her done. That's what troopers say, I imagine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I have a lot to talk about when it comes to watching slash playing. Honestly, we have no plan for this podcast. It might just be watching slash playing because I feel like there's a lot to talk about. Between two high fantasy shows, I feel like there's a lot to say. This week in birthing. This week in birthing. <laughs> Labor Day weekend special. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> yeah. But um, anywho. Let's just let's get into it. Luke, what have you been watching slash playing slash listening to over the course of one the of last my, two weeks? <laughs> one of my favorite freaking bands just came out with a full-length album, and I'm so happy to spread the news far and wide. The Dangerous Summer. Oh! Coming Home. Coming Home is the name of the album. They came out with the Coming Home single earlier in the year, and... Uh, they came out with subsequent EPs building up. It was like four a four-song EP, but now it's the full 11-song album, and it's just great. I don't know what else to say. It's wonderful if you like rock, emo rock, whatever you want to call it. It's just very Taking Back Sunday-ish if you enjoy them. They're different, definitely different than Taking Back Sunday, but similar ilk, I guess. <laughs> um Goodbye, the last song. If you remember back in the day, if you're of a similar age to Jordan and I, I there used to be a thing with all these like rock albums where the final song would always be an emo song, like a slow emo song. Yeah, it was you almost count like on a it. farewell song. Well, this this album is not much different. And the last album is actually called Goodbye, <laughs> which is fitting for the final song. And it's kind of the emo song, but it's really good. And I I heard it on the previous uh oh no actually oh okay it's it was on the full album but that was one of the first songs i saw when i saw the full album came out and it's really good it's really good it's just all good there's so many good songs in there i haven't listened to all of it um i've listened to the singles that came out before and uh, i've listened to some of this album but i can't wait to just like start on song one and just like let the album play all the way through you know the way it's meant to be listened to I always find a lot of joy when a band, you know, that I'm a big fan of comes out with a full album and listening to it all the way through 
song to song, you know, one through 11 or whatever it is on that album. I just, I just feel like that's the way the artist <laughs> intended the album to be right. listened to. And, and the way these like EPs rolled out with singles and stuff, I feel like that's, this may not be true, but it feels like it's like a publicist thing. You know, it's like a label thing. It's like, okay, guys, we need to tease the fans. We need to get them excited. Yeah. I feel like if you were to ask the band, I think most bands would probably say, no, we'd rather just like maybe come out with one song and then come out with the entire album just because that's at least I remember a lot of times like the early November we were talking about the last time we recorded. They were a band that very much organized their songs in a way to be listened to. The whole album through that that album we were talking they, like, about the mechanic flow the, into one another. Yeah, like, yeah. if you listen to that, it in order, that it's long like a album specifically like did right. that. But all their albums did that in a way. Um, and there were other ones. Dashboard did did some of that. There's just there's definitely a flow to it. It's kind of like a set list at a concert where it it has a nice rise and fall and rise and fall and yeah. So I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that's just I'm I'm looking forward to doing that with this album and. The Dangerous Summer, they're just one of my favorite bands right now. They're right up there. Killers, Dangerous Summer, 1975. They're just, yeah, so good. I need to listen to this. I've been kind of, you know, cankering for something like this, so I added it to my library. Um, I haven't listened to very much, honestly. It has nothing to do with uh, the baby, because obviously we haven't recorded in like two weeks. Um, so I I don't know what I put for my notes last week. But either way, um, one thing that I did kind of, a band that I kind of did rediscover, uh, a band that, you know, often I would like kind of skip through a lot of the different songs, but now kind of just actually listening to a lot of his music uh, is uh, Sigur Rós. Right. It's the Icelandic super chill super soft kind of music some of it's instrumental most of it has its, its vocals and but you know not in english but it, it doesn't really need to be you know it's very atmospheric uh but it's beautiful music this is nothing new the, these guys have been around since uh you know 1999 you know for you know they've been around for a while but they're they do stuff here and there and uh yeah, I've I've just been kind of rediscovering that. If you're, yeah. I, it's kind of hard to really recommend because really I don't know good. if I don't know if you're gonna dig that, but it it's yeah. good. They actually were uh, featured, not featured heavily, um, but there was like a he was like a background singer in a scene in uh, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. uh, the lead singer of Sigur Rós, not in the same way that what's his face was, <laughs> who was it, who was uh, who appeared, was that one famous redhead. Pop singer. Oh. oh, Ed Sheeran? Yeah, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, how he was in an episode of Game of oh, Thrones. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, and Arya's huh. like, I love I that song that you're playing. I like you. Mm. A lot of girls my age like you, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Play that tune again for me. I'll have to look that clip up. That's cool. Yeah, Sigur Rose was a little more subtle. Uh, I don't think Arius like <laughs> I don't think uh, like Sansa like came up. But he and, was like, in House of Dragons. No, no, it was in Game of Thrones. It was like oh, Sigur Rose was as yeah. well as as Ed Sheeran. Right, okay. it wasn't like cool. no one called attention to it. Yeah. Cersei wasn't wow. like I like that Ed song. Sheeran couldn't get any bigger. <laughs> Tell me the name of that band, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Are you I'll, on Spotify, son? <laughs> I'll add that to my playlist. 
Oh, that's it. Can you share your playlist with me. <laughs> I'll add you on Friendster. Oh my god. They live in the Stone Age. They were at Friendster. <laughs> oh my god, that's how old <laughs> that is a long Friendster time is. It's Game of Thrones times. <laughs> that predates mm. us too. Friendster? I don't really yeah. know what Friendster does, honestly. Is it the same as yeah. MySpace? Or is it like more bare bones? I think so. I I really didn't use it. Yeah. <laughs> it was Zanga, Friendster, and those were like the like the dawn of all that stuff and then MySpace yeah. kind of blew it up. The rise and yeah. fall, man. MySpace was really the first time I got into it. What was the board one where you like posted things you were into? I got bought by Yahoo like some years oh, back. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um shoot. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Can't remember, but that's more like for blogs and like too. diaries yeah. and and stuff yeah. like that. I know exactly definitely what blogs. You mean. Yeah. It's not like to share your selfies and yeah, customize your page. You been watching anything, Jordan? I certainly have. I haven't been listening to much, but I've been watching slash playing a lot, a lot. Buying buying something, so you go first. <laughs> buying is it a big purchase? I'm trying the pages now. Uh, a dangerous summer. They had a shirt, limited edition that oh, I really nice. like, so I'm buying it. I'm glad to say you're not. Looks freaking awesome. <laughs> trying to snatch away that. I just bought media a Hummer company. EV. That's no oh. big deal. Just casually purchasing buy one a house the in the uh, <laughs> purchasing a house in Switzerland. Classic. I'll, I'll be just done in a second. Something you can just podcast during. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> wiring over forty million dollars. Just real quick, it's going through here. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I kind of had to like pick and choose here. I feel like we I'm going to try to save the thing that we I know we've probably both have seen to kind of talk about you know, more broadly. Um but I want to talk about these two movies kind of simultaneously. I, I almost forgot to add them to the list. I was this close. I did a Idris Elba double feature. These movies are side by side, whatever, right across from each other in uh the theater I go to, and that's mm. Beast in 3,000 Years of Longing. Yeah. It came out like one week after the other. It's an Idris Elba time. Um, I'll start with Beast. Beast was... Eh. <laughs> it was just kind of, eh, you know? Yeah. I, you know, they really pulled you in in that trailer with he, the promise of Idris Elba punching a line in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and he does, but is it worth it? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just kind of boring. It's just the most paint-by-numbers yeah. movie I could really think of. It was just like, in the writing, like there's something like happening in that movie where I was like, what's wrong? Something's wrong with this. It's almost like, the with the writing, it's almost like a found footage movie, but it's not a found footage movie. Like, a lot of, yeah. where are you going? Okay, I'm going to go over here. All right, hang on. We're going to come get you. No, no, no. Don't do that. Okay. We're going to wait here for a while. It's like, it's like, okay, this is just, who wrote this? Like there were certain scenes that were obviously written, but I feel like the director was probably like, yeah, you're scared. There's a lion out there. Just kind of comfort him. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that kind of 
Now look this way and get terrified. <laughs> right. Say something like you're scared. You know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> a man in a green suit's running around. <laughs> but no, there I don't he really. Comes. He's gonna get you. He's scary. Roar. Um, I don't. It wasn't like horrible, but it was just so boring. I don't. I can't really recommend it at all. Um, three thousand years of longing. The mountain between us. Oh, this movie sounds like a different version of the mountain between us. That was one back when I had, uh, yeah, Idris Elba, but back when I had uh, movie pass, that was one that I went and saw by myself just cause it was like, I get to see as many freaking movies as I want. So I was like, I'll see whatever crap comes Indy, on this. And it was just like, Bethany, I'll be home later. I'm going to the movies. And yeah, that one was, that was rough. But it sounds <laughs> a lot like that one. They, Crash land on a mountain and have to figure out a way to survive. It's yeah, Kate I mean, Winslet, Idris Elba, and it was just like, kind of like you said, paint by the numbers. It's like, yeah, we crash. Yeah, we have to survive. Oh, there's some, there's some wolves, and find a house to survive. We do it in the snow, and then we finally find some way. And there's some crazy scene of straining, and we made it. We survived, and then yeah. It's that, not a good movie. It's like, I don't know. Like it's funny with Idris Elba. Six on IBMDB, and that's probably about right. That's probably about right. So, yeah, it looked yeah. like a six. Idris Elba, I feel like, you know, I, I think he's great. <clears throat> he's a great actor, but I feel like he just uh, is maybe as choosy with maybe his roles. I feel like, especially now, like looking around, like, Ryan, you're. Like, I feel like his publicist would he's say, done a lot. you're risking overexposure. Uh, to your to, to you know to your craft you know to people who are just way too used to seeing you kind of like yeah. how it was with uh um <clears throat> what's his name guy from taken like he just got overexposed like crazy when taken came out but anyways three thousand years of longing much better i mean he's he's like at first like i saw beast and i was like is it just hope good and then i saw three thousand years long yeah, yeah yeah yeah, he's good he's good it just it has to be the right movie of course and he could be amazing it's just you know yeah. um <clears throat> but the movie was was the movie good it was pretty good i'll say it was pretty good i feel like the movie is like uh two two halves like i really really enjoy the first half I'll say the first two thirds. Actually, I'll say I really enjoyed the first two thirds, but I felt like the last third was kind of a stinker. Honestly, it was just kind of like like one thing happens and it just goes in a different direction. I'm like, well, now this isn't interesting anymore, and it's kind of just whatever. But I, you know, I, I feel like it's pretty interesting. I feel like almost like it's such a jarring turn. I feel like almost everyone will have this exact same criticism, you know, where like something happens in a movie where you're like, I bet everyone has a problem with that, with this part of the movie. Um, that's how I feel about this movie. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like there was enough stuff that was good and, and cool that I'm glad I saw it though. And like beast where I was just like, shoot, why did I go see this movie? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. But with this, I was like, okay, there's a lot, definitely a lot of interesting and fun stuff throughout that kind of made that last, honestly, last like half hour worth it. Um, shoot. All right. Uh, games. There's a couple games I'm kind of like trying out, honestly, right now. Like after playing like a, a 90 hour like game, I'm kind of like. Almost just jumping around. I just want to experience a bunch of games, play a bunch of stuff. 
Um, I'll, I'll start with the most recent one. Uh, Dreamlight Valley <clears throat> just uh, came onto the Xbox Game Pass. Um, this is I can this game is really easy to s- describe. It's Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley with Disney characters, and that's <laughs> it. So it's good. I like it. <laughs> I mean, it's as yeah. simple as that. I think it does it well enough to where it's like you know. It's entertaining. It's like it's definitely not what um, I expected Disney to do in a video game. But yeah, I mean, it kind of does make sense. You go into this world and you have this little village to kind of maintain, and these people who happen to be, you know, Mickey and Wally and and freaking Scrooge McDuck to talk to and be like, hey, I need this to happen. Oh, can you help me out with this? You know, it's one of those games, <laughs> and 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 I like it. I can imagine I'm gonna be putting some time into it, just kind of tinkering around, just kind of relaxing. Um, a couple games I purchased. Um, Live Alive. I think I talked about this a while ago. Mm-hmm. It was kind of announced. It's like this, you know, the, the whole, there's this fad going on where it's uh, this thing called 2D HD, which is like this, they almost take this 16-bit art style and translate it to this like, pixelated 3d kind of look and uh i think it's really cool and this is a game that was released in japan on the super nintendo back in the day that's been remade you know using this art style and it's finally come to america it's interesting you know after playing xenoblade i was very much like "Eh, i don't want to play another rpg right now that was a really long rpg Eh, i don't want to play another rpg but this but this one it's it's kind of like it's kind of helpful i don't have to feel like i'm going to sit here for ages and play this one game because it it's seven different stories that take place across time and each one Mm -hmm. is like only a few hours long at most like there's one that's in the prehistoric era. There's one in like the imperial uh, China, and there's one that's like in like a Shinobi times and Western. It goes all the way up to the the far future, and I can just kind of right. sit and like play these like tiny, not tiny, but smaller experiences. Leave and come back, and you know whenever, and it, it's kind of nice. But um, I'm enjoying that. Lastly. What I'll mention before I think we talk about probably what we'll, you know, both have watched last week. This is something I was actually really anticipating. I think I meant, I think I mentioned this on the podcast. I'm not really sure, but super looking forward to this game. And that's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Calabunga Collection. Mm-hmm. I was really excited when I heard about this. These are, these are some really nostalgic uh, memories for me. I know I'm not alone when it comes to that. Uh, some of these turtle games were like, it's right there for us right we were we were the age for turtle mania when it was just (laughs) when it was it was just what you do you like turtles and someone you go over someone's house and they have turtles in time on super nintendo or you, you know you rent manhattan project or you go to the arcade and you see the turtles in time machine it gives you it gives you happy feelings when you're when you're a kid and you get excited, and yep. so, <laughs> um, so yeah, this was a no brainer. The TV show was more how I got into it than the game, right? But I don't know why. It's just one of those things where at, when you're at that age, it just you don't get to go out and just shop for whatever games you like and no. sound interesting. And I didn't 
I would go into the store and like read some of the Nintendo powers and the other like third party like video game magazines, but I didn't really know about the TMNT games as much back then, honestly. So I don't have as mm-hmm. much nostalgia, unfortunately, for these games. I, I wish I'd gotten to play them, but I just didn't. They weren't set in front of me. You know how it is when you're younger? Yeah. It's like if you don't see a friend or read an article or like ask your parents for it, it just doesn't happen. And so I They're got to funny. watch the movies and the, and the, and the show, and that was right. like made me fall in love with them much i never know why i don't know why that worked so well specifically in america like just the tmnt idea it just seems like on paper if somebody laid that out for me i'm like that's the stupidest idea i've ever heard mutant turtles but i don't it know was, it was uh, it was so uh, cool <laughs> yeah it was a place in time it was a just crazy <laughs> enough to be interesting and to work and the execution kind of the, execution the execution was good yeah, it was a vibe. <laughs> That's what I'll say. It was a vibe. Yeah. You you play a game, you watch a movie, you watch a, a turtle sh- show, and you're just it's a vibe, and you're in there, and it's just like it brings you back to simpler time where turtles. <laughs> ruled the world and pizza it was awesome and that's and cowabunga is a thing like you could hear and be like yeah you know when you were a kid and it's these nostalgic memories and this get this collection capsulizes this so freaking well it's awesome it's one of the best collections i've ever played when it comes to like bundling up all these games and also like kind of getting like the zeitgeist right of like turtle mania and like yeah. with it when it came to like the collections they'll like they do this thing where there's like the turtles lair and they will like show they'll mm-hmm. like do these these really nice scans of the box art and the back of the box art and the freaking manuals and like all this like promotional art that would appear in magazines and they have stills from the TV show that like were reference guides for them. It's awesome. And like yeah. there's little things that I didn't know. I didn't really realize at the time. I didn't know that in uh, the arcade game in a uh, uh, Turtles in Time, I didn't know that like the idle screen when the game's like, you know, waiting for, for someone to pop a quarter in. There was like this vocal track from because okay so the turtles went on tour they had like a band and there was like songs and one of the songs was called Pizza Power of course and uh, <laughs> one of in the opening like like I don't know cutscene or whatever was this Pizza Power was like this song playing and I had no idea and like because I, I remember hearing that song like randomly whether I rented it the VHS or whatever and watched this horrible horrible tour of these <laughs> people in costumes on stage rocking out the songs about being a teenage mutant ninja turtle but to, like just something so mm. stupid as hearing this song intro the game pizza power yeah. and i was like oh yep, my god yep. this is so stupid <laughs> I love this so much. It's great. And one thing I really wanted to mention, and I feel like it's so crazy because it's something I haven't, it might exist, but I haven't seen it personally in a lot of these remasters or not remasters, but collections Uh, because this is all emulation, right? And you can do a lot of stuff with emulation. You can tweak it and stuff. But a lot of times when some these collections come out, they'll just throw it on there. They'll throw the ROM on there, which is nice. But they went the extra mile here. So with those NES games for just the the NES ones, that I'm talking uh, Teenage Mutant Turtles, 
uh, Team AT2 and then Manhattan Project, they did a thing where they went in and like resolved the flicker and the slowdown. Which these are things that like on mm. it doesn't matter what you're playing mm-hmm. them on. Like a lot of times you'll like mm. you'll play an emulated version and on the ROM doesn't matter what you're playing it on. Those things will still be there. But they went in and gave you an option to turn those off. And I was like, oh my god! Like playing the Manhattan Project. The Manhattan Project for me is the one that is the most nostalgic. It's the one I wanted to go to Blockbuster and I'd rent over and over and over again. My mom was like, "Didn't you rent that already?" Yes, I'm renting <laughs> it again. And so like that one, it was like later in the Nintendo's life cycle. It was already like Super Nintendo was already out, and so like it was pushing that thing to the max. And so the slowdown and flicker on that thing was crazy because it was so ambitious. There's like that. There's one like level where you're on the surfboard just you know surfing a thousand miles an hour or whatever (laughs) and all these foot ninjas are popping out of the water in like formations and it's amazing but on the nes it was just they'd like pop out big and it's like really slow but it's crazy to play that game and for the first time not have that it's like, oh my gosh, this game was amazing. This is awesome. And you can play experience these games now in that way to where it's like this is perfect like without any of the technical stuff getting in the way it's really good sorry i, I talked about the cowabunga collection a lot <laughs> it's awesome and uh i've yeah, heard them rave on the reviews about how awesome it is so it's really yeah, cool yeah i want them to do more stuff like this i mean i hope this does well and like like there's a lot of stuff Konami could do. Like Konami did like all those Steven Spielberg cartoons, like Animaniacs and, and Tiny Toons. Those are great games too. Freaking do a collection of those, of like the Animaniacs and Tiny Toons games. There's a lot of them, and there's a lot of really good ones. Do one of those. I hope I hope they're able to do that. But apparently they had to like they had, had like a limited time. They're like, this is our opportunity to do this Calabunga collection. We're gonna throw everything at it because of licensing stuff or whatever this is this is our chance and after this i don't know if we're ever going to get a chance like this again so like yeah it's awesome Uh, i love it i actually like i was able to like play some of it in the hospital because it's one of those things like it's mindless it's mindless joy mindless distraction because especially like you know with these games like the arcades it, it they don't really you could say it takes away from the challenge, but it, there's not really any sort of fair challenge to speak of here. These are quarter munchers that are there to be unfair mm-hmm. and to take mm-hmm. your money, <laughs> to take the little child's money. And so they have it to where you can just press start and that's the equivalent of another quarter going into yeah. the machine. And so let's kick shell. Let's get let, 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 let's kick shell. And then you have like a million lives. So it's whatever. I just sat there and it's kind of like, uh, I love it. <laughs> As I'm going into another phase of adulthood, let me regress yeah. a little bit and, and enjoy <laughs> a piece of my childhood. Um, anyways, what have you been watching slash playing, Luke? <laughs> um, bro, a lot of things we've, <laughs> a lot of things that other people have been watching as well. Honestly, um, playing, you know, I, I've been kind of looking for the next thing, but I haven't really found it yet. I, I know I've heard like some of the IGN people suggesting some things, and I might check them out. Um, I feel like there's some things coming soon to Game Pass that I might be checking out. I, I've been playing some silly things that, honestly, I've been playing them for weeks and just haven't even mentioned them because <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed. It's just stupid. Like I played Lawnmower Simulator for a little while, and right. I don't know. Even when I'm playing it, I'm like, what am I doing? 
but there's something like kind of zen. It's like it's the same idea as like raking one of those little zen sand gardens. It's really the same thing. You're just driving around in circles, mowing and trying not to mow over the <laughs> mow over the flowers and stuff. It's so Did silly. Bethany like walk in <laughs> on you while you're playing that, and there's like she she just shakes her head. And I'm like <laughs> I, I completely understand. So right. stupid. Shake away. And I also did the like power wash simulator and it's the same thing. I did a thing. little of that. It's like, yeah. This is so silly. It's just silly. And honestly, it's kind of frustrating. I, I probably did way more than I thought I would. I did like four levels and like some of these levels, there's the one like there's a koi pond and there's like this stuff that's like way up under yeah. this little thing. And it's like, you got to get in prone I position and like it until <laughs> I had to get like way up under there. And it's just like, what am I doing it's right long. now? It's so They're stupid. long, too. And I do all that, and it's like, there's no reward. You get some money, but it's like, who cares? It's just... Yeah. RPGs, there's something about it. You like, you need to feel enough of a reward, enough of a progression to like keep you wanting to go. And yeah, that Power Wash Simulator, like the whole thing, I'm just shaking my head. I'm like, why am I doing this? Why do yeah. I keep doing this? I'm buying chemicals and putting them in here. It's so <laughs> stupid. But... I yeah. mean, yeah... <laughs> It's like, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I'm, all video games are kind of a waste of time. But yeah, you're not actually but getting that rewarded. Specifically, by it really feels like the waste of time that it really is. Um, but <laughs> I think just because I'm not getting as much enjoyment as I want out of it, and it's like if I'm going to play a game, I want to feel that level of enjoyment to where it's like I'm doing this and I'm really enjoying it, so it's worth my time. And that is just like. Why? Why am I doing this? Yeah, I feel Anyways. like I don't even like. Sorry to harp on this game, but I feel like even in that game, like you know, I played it for a few hours too. Um, but like, you don't when you power wash in real life, you kind of have that thing where you're like, yeah, I'm power wash, get that dirt out of there, and then no. you then you do you're it, actually doing something, and you take a moment and you like behold what you've just yeah. accomplished, and it's very much not that you're just in that game you're just yeah. like oh, they have right. this thing yeah, at the that end is. that's supposed to be like all rewarding it's just like right okay it's meaningless <laughs> it's so stupid it's like a pac-man score it's like the equivalent <laughs> to a score you know something that's really yeah. outdated like a score <laughs> so yeah i'm kind of looking for the next thing i did purchase modern warfare 2 um mm, cool purchase it Maybe it's been two weeks now, but I purchased that. Honestly, it's kind of silly. It's a little embarrassing. I they they were advertising, of course, for the upcoming beta, and I, like the dumb dumb I am, thought that it was saying, "Oh, the twenty third. I'm like, "Oh shoot, twenty third of August is next day." You know, oh. back when I bought it, <laughs> it's twenty third of October. <laughs> it's not even September. It was the twenty third of October. I think it was. Maybe it was September. If so, it's coming up. But I think it was October. No, the game comes out in October, so it must have been uh, it must okay. have been September. Anyways, I was a month off, and it was just like, it, it's fine because I was going to buy it anyway. It's pretty disappointing though. I was You're just like, like, shoot! Oh great, Monday the game starts, and I was thinking it's kind of weird. It starts Monday, and then I looked, it's uh. like, nope, Friday the twenty third of September, whatever day it was. So, anyways, that doesn't really matter. I bought it. Um, I'm looking forward to the uh, the beta that's coming up. I, I guess in a couple of weeks now. I don't know. Yeah, I just can't wait to jump into that. And Warzone Two, of course, is coming, and we're in the final season of the Warzone. And That's yeah, crazy. I don't, I don't need to so talk about Warzone with people, but I'm fun playing with that with uh, CJ and Jason, and uh, look forward to the new game. So, all that 
silliness out of the way. Um, House of the Dragon. Been watching that. Really enjoying that. Um, we're current on that, and uh, yeah, just I think it's really good. It's to me, it's a it's an it's a Game of Thrones. Um, it's very much in I would say of a similar quality as the old Game of Thrones, but with definitely a very different tone from uh, different writers. Um, it's it's a little smaller, you know, like the stage in which everything's taking place so far. I don't know if it's going to open up more later, but you feel that smallness. You know, they've expanded a little bit with this war and the Stepstones um, stuff, but um, yeah, that's just something in the last, but we're on three episodes, I think. Three now. episodes, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I, I've kind of felt that smallness about it. And, and I'm, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm not saying like, oh, you know, shame on them for going so small, but you feel like it's less of a Game of Thrones was just so big. There were so many moving parts. It got so, so many big places, yeah. and they you could tell they filmed in all these different locations. And yeah. I think there's a little bit more like the filming in the studio, but filming on some locations. But I can tell, like I think maybe that hunt. I think some of that was probably filmed in the studio. It felt a little mm, studio yeah. lighting at times, and that always disappoints me a little bit when it's an outside scene and it's filmed in a studio. I think that takes away something from the show and all that being said, I mean, I, I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm not, I'm not trying to be alter negative. There's just, there's a few little things to where I wish it was a little bit different. Um, but overall I really like it. I, I, one of the main things that, that I was saying that I feel is different from the writers is there's not those shock moments as much. Yeah, and you know we were we were talking about like the birth and 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 there's that and you know he like bashes the guy's head in in the first episode and there's some of that but some of it kind of felt like the, a little bit of a cheap like hey look at this we can do blood and core but there hasn't been like like if you remember in the old Game of Thrones there were moments in which characters that you thought were going to be with you for eight seasons died in the first <laughs> six. So, you know, maybe that's still to come. It, you know, obviously, we're very early on. We don't know what's coming. But so far, there hasn't been those moments like, oh, my, they just killed off that person. And part of me wishes there was some of that. Part of me enjoys feeling like a good guy can be a good guy. And he doesn't mean he has to die, which I kind of felt like Game of Thrones was doing that before. Where it's like, if you show kindness, <laughs> anything that can be shown as weakness. <laughs> You will be red wedding right out of here, boy. And yeah, I, I'm yeah. kind of glad that there's not that because some of that that went on in Game of Thrones yeah, is just so freaking frustrating. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's different writers, though. So I don't know. It's just different. So we'll see. Overall, though, you know, I'm really enjoying it. I, I'm really having fun with it. I'd, honestly, yeah. I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit more about uh kind of the show a little bit not like super like a full-on spoiler cast but i'd like to talk a little bit more indeed to pay towards like the end of the show um but i'll jump in there and say yeah i'm really enjoying it too i think it's really really good surprisingly for me i i just i don't me know too. i really didn't think it would come back as strong as it did but it has i so. yeah same good for it um the rings of power i've only gotten through the first episode of that show um, I really wanted to watch the second one, but they're like 68 minutes and yeah. I just haven't found a 68 minute window in which I wanted to sit down and watch it. And it's a show that you really need to pay attention. There's a lot of like moving parts and, and people and, and story development and being someone who hasn't read the books before I, 
I get lost easily. I, you know, I absolutely adore that trilogy of, um, of movies that came in the early two thousands. And we've, we've talked about how much you and I both love those movies. Um, so I've really been looking forward to this show all year. Um, you know, since I heard about it, what late last year, whenever they really got to talking about it. Um, yeah. So I, I, I really enjoyed the first episode. I, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, what Lord of the Rings was. It's, it's hard to imagine anything could be that way. But uh, right. I, I've, I have really enjoyed it. And I um, I don't know. I look forward to seeing how it goes and just letting it play out. I'm trying not to focus on, you know, any of the negatives that might easily be able to be focused on. But overall, you know, I just I feel I feel very positive about it. It's it had a very good like kind of hook there at the uh beginning to like get you in especially with the elves like line of story and so yeah i i I need to watch the second episode and i think there might even be a third now out but uh yeah maybe i think uh amazon said it's been doing really well so that's good i I want anything tolkien i want to do well i just think he's a great great writer and so yeah i think i think great novels should should and deserve to be treated right um, when it comes to them being set to film. And I think that doesn't always happen. I, I know there's been a lot of sci-fi shows and stuff that have come out that I've heard a lot of negatives about, like the foundation that was on Apple TV. A lot of people were really excited <clears throat> for that novel. I, and I, I didn't know it when I was younger, but apparently it's like one of those cornerstone sci-fi novels that they really didn't, at least the people that I heard talking about it didn't feel like it got <clears throat> done right. And, and, I think Rings of Power could easily, you know, be in one of those situations. Um, I think the the frustrating thing is, uh, you know, I've heard all this like eighty percent of the reviews are either five star or one star, ten star or one star, or whatever. Oh, good and grief, I, really? It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating, and and so that means right. that the score, like the score on IMDb, is six point eight, and I just. It's so annoying. Like, there's been one, one star, two, one, two episodes, whatever. You know, there haven't been that many episodes out. Okay, yeah. So the Friday, the third episode comes out. Um, but it's like, guys, there's been two episodes that have come out. Like, let the show play out. You know, it's a nine episode thing. Right. I mean, how can you judge something from two episodes? You can't. You just can't. You're just, you're just being haters. It's like. I just I don't see how anyone at least sees that first episode that I saw and comes away saying it's terrible. I just don't see how you could say that. It's just not terrible. For one thing, it looked as pretty as I've ever seen a show. It looked gorgeous. HDR 4K. It looks so good on our TV. Amazing. Yeah. It's incredible I, how good And that and show I think looks. Game of Thrones looks pretty good. But man, like there's something they're doing with the servers. Like Game of Thrones when it gets dark, you can see that blockiness. Right. It's like it's coming in a little bit lower, which is, was the same problem in the old Game of Thrones. Um, House of Dragon is what I mean by Game of Thrones. Right, but, right, right, right. Um, but Lord of the Rings does not have that, man. There's there's crisp detail in those shadows, and that 4K HDR is looking really good. And that probably right. was one of the ways that they spent all those $40 million an episode on this thing, but... And even really like good. aside from like the the, the <clears throat> quality of the the picture, just the the quality of the effects yeah. is just mm-hmm. are just 
like I, the I was costumes. Kind of, right. Yeah. I was of the mind where it's like they're just gonna throw a bunch of like almost like not like saying they're going to do this, but it's kind of nervous that like they're just gonna throw money at the screen for just no reason. Like that's kind of what I was like fearing, but no, man. Like there's moments where I'm like, this is gorgeous. Like just like yeah. artistically. Uh, and yeah, like there was a shot where I'm just like, holy crap, yeah. that's amazing. Like, I don't know if I've seen a shot like that and it was obviously expensive, but it was just so freaking cool to see. Yeah. It's almost like, yeah, okay, you earned it, I guess. You know, I don't know if anything could earn being as expensive as this show is, but whatever. I'm glad I'm watching it, and I'm glad it looks this way. It's it's like something about the color or something. It just right. is so crisp and you just do great feel contrast. Like that's where, like, sometimes, like, I think maybe time gets in the way for a lot of these TV shows, even if they are really expensive. Like, the cinematography kind of falls by the wayside. Like, Kenobi. Yeah. Like, you've kind of felt like it could have, like, gone through, like, the ringer as far as, like, cinematography is concerned and, like, color grading. To really make it look more epic, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you feel like this right here yeah, is like, wow, probably. this time has been put into it, and uh, yeah, wow. Um, is there is there anything you else have been watching slash playing? Uh, we've been watching more Uncharted by Gordon Ramsay, but yeah, just da, 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 watch that show. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 sorry. Uncharted, Nathan Drake. Um, <laughs> I, I, I I shouldn't mention. What do you think this. about Last of Us, Jordan? Oh, what do you mean <laughs> the, the game? The remaster, the re rework. I mean, I, I'm not surprised by anything. I mean, honestly, it's like I, I see good reviews, and I'm like, yeah, Last of Us is a great game. <laughs> it's like, yeah. but I stand by what I say. Why does it exist? Like what I said when this game was revealed. Holy crap, that game looks amazing. I'm not going to buy it, at least not for a good long while until it's either on like PlayStation Plus Premium or just dirt cheap or enough time passes to where I feel like I want to play Last of Us again. I replayed Last of Us right before Last of Us 2 came out. That wasn't that long ago. I, I'm I'm not ready to play that game again. I don't want to play that game again right now. And so, no, I'm, not, it, I'm glad it, it apparently looks amazing and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean... Is I can, this I the understand. first big game to come out from a PlayStation studio with the new reorganization of PlayStation Plus? Hmm. I, th I think it might be. It might be. Yeah. I mean, big game. I'm sure some small stuff has come out, but. Well, yeah, yeah. I know. I know what you mean. Um, Ragnarok will obviously be the biggest one, but. Well, right. It'll right. be an interesting contrast, like. You know, Game Pass obviously has day one, and uh, PlayStation has not promised that. But no. it'll be interesting to see how long it takes for this to come to the service for right. like the upper tier people. I think like there's some indicators out there, like uh, Death Death Loop is coming this month, and that game is you know getting to a, a year of age. I think it's getting there. It's not. It'll be you know younger than a year by the time it hits PlayStation Plus. I think by a few months, um, if that's of any indication of like how you can expect a big game 
to come. September fourteenth. It's getting real close to a year. Right. But that being said, that's that's a second. That's like a not. That's a third party exclusive. You know what they do with their first party exclusives might be a different story. Like Naughty Dog is a first party studio, so if they decide in six months to throw it on a PlayStation Plus Premium, that's something that is a possibility. It's just we haven't. It hasn't been long enough to where we've seen a precedent as far as like what to expect. I, I'm not saying I expect this game to come there and I'll wait. Then I mean, if it these games go on sale. They're saying it's probably going to come to Xbox September 15th, so on the year anniversary. That makes sense. The day yeah. after. It'll. They're probably not even allowed to say anything, but I imagine when that happens, it's like boom, Game Pass. That's what I. That's what I said when it, when uh, that sale happened, and I was like, that game's coming to Game Pass probably a year after it came out. So yeah, I, I imagine that's going to happen. I assume Game Pass. I'm not seeing it said though, but I would assume that. I mean, yeah, they're probably not allowed to say. They're probably not allowed yeah. to say anything until that probably. exclusivity deal is over, and yeah. then it's going to be boom. Game Pass. This is our studio. We can put it on Game Pass. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see how long that uh, that remake, how long it's out before it comes to PlayStation Plus. Right. Um, I'm like one of those things where it's like I am right there in the middle. I'm not interested in buying this game really at all right now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, these games go on sale pretty pretty heavily, like uh, over time. Like a couple, like if it doesn't come to get PlayStation Plus, but two years later, the game will be $20 or whatever, 25 whatever. It'll be heavily discounted to a point where I'm more happy to pay that for sure. And also enough time will have passed for me personally. But am I mad over this? How long this? do you think until it would come to PlayStation Plus? I'd imagine about a year, if I had to wow. guess. If I had to guess. I was thinking less. I mean, Because they have guess. this new PlayStation Plus. If it was the old one, I would agree, but... Right, right. sooner. It might be sooner. I, mean, I think it, it could be six months. Again, there hasn't been much of a precedent. Yeah, I mean, the, a lot of the games they threw on... On PlayStation Plus at the beginning, all of those games were, you know, not very old. I mean, not very, you know, not very old at all. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not, I, I don't have the thing yet with PlayStation Plus where I kind of expect anything as far as like those new exclusives. I, I expect some will come, but I'm not like, I don't look at a title yet and I'm like, that one's coming. You know, I don't. I don't really know. Like they haven't really mm-hmm. set enough of a precedent for me to kind of have any sort of expectation. But you know, there's like there's a a sect of people with this game where there's like this fervent anger about it. I don't really get that. It's another game that came out, and if you don't want to play it, there's a lot of other games happening right now. To say that this took, if like if that Naughty Dog would have made you know, some first, like, new IP in lieu of this if this game didn't happen. I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't really like to play that game because it's hard to say what a studio wants to do with their time and if they have, like, some new idea that got, like, thrown in the dumpster because of this game came along. It's hard. It's really hard to say. But either way, I just don't care about it personally. I think it's a very strange choice. Oh, it is. It definitely is. Um, it's one of those things where it just pops up and I'm just like, okay, there's a lot of other games for me to play right now. Honestly, I'm going through like, 
adding the Series X to the mix, I'm going through a lot of, uh, uh, there's so many games. Oh my God. You know, there's yeah. just so many. Holy freaking crap. And it, it's, there's a lot coming down the pipeline. There's a lot to be announced. That, I don't know. And so there, there's a lot. I, I've, there's too many games for me to worry about one game that I'm really ambivalent towards. Mm-hmm. Um, Really quick, Luke, I felt that it was imperative for me to mention that we had a discussion on our last podcast, and I thought it was important for me to kind of follow up on that a little bit. So we discussed the movie A Kid in King Arthur's Court. <laughs> oh, yeah. Into our shock. The all too relevant. <laughs> all too relevant. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're lying awake at night wondering, like, if there's resolution to that conversation. (laughs) Not really, but I do have a (laughs) follow-up. I mean, we to our shock, amazement, and horror, (laughs) we discovered that the movie A A Kid in Aladdin's Palace is a sequel (laughs) to A Kid in King Arthur's Court, not made by Disney. And so I delved into the depths of Tubi, which I got to say, shout out to Tubi. I love Tubi. Tubi (laughs) is where I go where I'm like, man, where is that crappy movie that I really want to watch right now? No, it's not streaming anywhere. Where is it? It's on Tubi. (laughs) I love Tubi for it. Um, But (laughs) after, after we podcast, I laid down. In bed, my pregnant wife, and I turned on Tubi and, and started watching a kid in, in Aladdin's palace. <laughs> I mean, holy crap. Like, Amber said, like, when we were watching it, like, how, like, basically in all, like, as to, like, how this was acceptable, like, how someone released this, because it was... It's bad. It's really bad. I'm not sure how long this movie was in theaters or how many like screens it was on. <laughs> but yeah, it, it very I know, much... I, I hadn't even heard about it. Yeah, I, I knew about it. I remember like seeing a commercial or something or maybe seeing the like VHS tape sitting there in Blockbuster and me being like, no, you know, <laughs> as a kid. Um, but yeah, it is a sequel. It's the same character. Um... So in the end of Kitty and King Arthur's Court, yeah, we're freaking doing this. Uh, the princess like shows up, like she's at the game. Like when he goes back to his time, she's like at his game. Like she pulls up like the catcher, <laughs> the catcher's helmet or whatever, and it's her. And like you're like, oh, they're gonna get together in present time. So she's not in the sequel. She's not mentioned. The only right. thing that's mentioned, he's like, oh no, not again. You know, like that sort of thing. <laughs> When the genie How does he comes. get transported in this one? Okay, so uh, someone's in trouble. It's not Aladdin. I, I, I don't think I got far enough to meet Aladdin in the movie. But someone, like, gets the lamp and they're in trouble. And, like, the genie, he, like, hides the lamp somewhere. God. And, and the kid <laughs> finds the lamp. And he's like, oh, my God. My friend, he's in trouble. We got to go back and, and help him. You're coming with me. He doesn't wish or anything like that. The genie basically kidnaps him because he's like the chosen one, of course, to go back and help his friend. 
And the the genie is like doing like we know Aladdin the animated movie came out, so the genie has to be a wacky like wisecracking kind of genie, right. and so he's going full on with that, and it's really bad. It's almost like a Polly Shore kind of performance, but worse. Yeah. But it gave me like. You know, I'm used to this sort of thing. Like, Amber was, like, in shock. She was like, what in the world did you put on that our television set? <laughs> this is below the level of quality that should be acceptable. But I know. I'm, I'm used to this stuff. This, it, it looked like a Power Rangers, like, straight, to, like, Power Rangers Turbo. Like, Turbo Power Rangers movie. It looked like, it looked like Mighty Morphin. You know, like, the level of... Uh, of like sets and like kind of like the actors that were on set. It's like, Ooh, yeah. And when they like try to do CGI, they're like some <laughs> really unfortunate composite shots. It's awful. Like it's one of the worst downgrades. Like, and I'm talking about a kid in King Arthur's court here. I'm not talking about citizen Kane. This is one of the, like from going from kidding King Arthur's court to a kid in Aladdin's palace. It's one of the most significant downgrades from one sequel, from one movie to its sequel that I've ever seen in my entire life. It's so bad. You gotta see it. You gotta see it. It's on Tubi. Tubi's free, everyone. <laughs> you can't. You can't even pay for it. It's free. You're really gonna get people to run to it. You gotta see What's it. That recommendation. Only for a little bit. Like, there's a point where he's like walking, like the the opening scene that like way longer than it needed to be. Opening scene where he's just riding through the desert. <laughs> It's music's playing. <laughs> it's so long, as if you're going to see something awesome. And then he walks into this cave and you see this horribly composited like lava shot underneath them. And it's like, ooh, I don't know. Get far enough to see the genie and you'll you'll know enough. You'll know all you need to know. <laughs> Why are we ta- talking about this? <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I, I've had I'm operating on a little bit less sleep. Absolutely. And so I felt like everybody who has childs and children understand that. They all talk about Kid Aladdin's palace for fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love <laughs> like sometimes like that era of garbage because I was I, I understand it. It was just the level of like television because I, I know it came to theaters but it's television this is a television quality kind yeah. of thing yeah. for kids and i know that sort of thing casper meets wendy you know yeah. pow, turbo power Rangers. i know these things i had them home alone three no home alone three is a lot better than this actually never mind anyways all right cool <coughs> oh i'm so sorry i'll tell you one story i'm really excited about that i just Recently, it was revealed to me through some notification or something is this expansion for Cyberpunk 2077. And yeah. the fact that Keanu Reeves is going to come back for like some additional stuff. I'm really excited about that. Um, as I've talked about many times, that's it's it really is a great game that just got a bad a bad hand dealt to it. Kind that's of the game I need to be playing um, because of the <laughs> because of the developer. But it it is a it is a great game. I would say it's bordering on a masterpiece it's just really good <laughs> and it just 
you know, it just was unfortunate what happened to it. So I'm interested to see, you know, it seems like it's been now long enough that maybe they were able to like take in all the critiques and maybe like improve on some of that stuff. And maybe this expansion will come with updates and stuff and maybe the visuals will even be more improved. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm always ready for any excuse to jump back into that game. I just haven't really had the desire at the moment, but this will definitely give me that desire and I'm, I'm interested to see what the prices are. And, you know, I actually, I'm, <clears throat> loading the article now i actually didn't know when it was coming um like when the date was but doesn't really say here some says sometime in 2023 um for P- ps4 and xbox so yeah. you know this sounds really juvenile i think um to say to say this sort of thing because this is a business i, I understand that but i think like i think they should make it free like I think these updates, yeah. they should make them free, not because it, 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 that's what they're worth. I think that would be smart for them to make it free. I mean, I think that's the story of like No Man's Sky. Like they came out with update after update, and they yeah. just kept getting bigger and bigger, and all of them free, and it changed the narrative for that game. Yeah. And I feel like you just say, "Hey, we're here. We're on all these platforms. We're not sixty dollars anymore." The game's bigger than ever. It continues to get bigger than ever. It continues to get better in ways that you hoped and whatever. And people will jump in and go, holy crap. And I think, honestly, I think Cyberpunk would reach a much larger audience than something like yeah. No Man's Sky. And Especially so- now that the updates are up for the new consoles. Absolutely. Which was something that had been long awaited. It's transformative. Um, I've read the article. I don't see anything about pricing and they just all they've said is 2023 so Mm -hmm. i think there's more info to come is what it seems like right but uh no oh i'll be oh my gosh i need to play the base game post haste get some fight i start feeling i thought you already had what are you doing jordan i don't know all the way through um you gotta play it yeah i do shoot kahoot man um is there anything else going on? I, I, you know, in the world of uh, movies, TV, games, I know there is, but anything yeah, that's recent but, you enough. Know, it's one of those things. It's like, is it interesting enough that I want to talk about it? Um, but right, and has time no, passed? Not like, really. Too far? I mean, I, I've heard a few stories, but <clears throat> no, nothing that I. Um, Netflix is talking about their new All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, show which i definitely will be interested to watch um but uh yeah there's not a lot to say about that it's just like oh okay i i i hope it's kind of a netflix's like rings of power kind of deal because it's a great movie to base the show on and uh you know i think it's a show i don't know maybe it's just a movie just a movie i don't know enough about it i need to read more about it um says it's it's scheduled right now for october 28th <clears throat> so yeah you know i'm not seeing much there's gonna be an announcement in this weekend about the new assassin's creed i i, I don't know it's yeah gonna be, it's gonna be that's something. already that's already been basically leaked right yeah right there's not so. eh, not too much going on this week basically, i mean going back to its roots kind of with really? assassin's creed 
Yeah, I, I can't remember the name of the new one, but Mirage. It's kind of, yeah, Mirage. It's going back to Ooh. like Middle Eastern area. Oh, okay, like Altier was like the first guy. It's gonna go back to his timeline or whatever. I guess I know it's gonna be in that area from what they're seeing the uh, Alibaba Ali and the uh, the the kid in the Lance Palace. <laughs> Was it it's 50 Thieves? Whatever it is. Alibaba and the 30 Thieves? Or, yeah. I can't remember. Whatever it is. But they were saying that that's probably... That's what the leak was saying. Okay. That could be cool. I don't know. I wonder yeah. if it's going to be the whole... Because that's what Amber... Amber's become like kind of a kind of an Assassin's Creed kind of fan, which is interesting. It's something, a turn of events I didn't see happening. But she likes the newer kind of style. She likes origins yeah. odyssey and valhalla this kind of like it's a little hit and miss from game to game they kind of try different things oh, they're just so yeah. big like sometimes like there's yeah. certain things when it comes to an open world where i feel like for me like the progression and story have to like ramp up in a way where i start getting really excited like i, I, get, I get really excited about moving forward in the story like kind of red dead 2 had that for me where i was like this game's huge yeah. but i really want to continue because the story just kind of is pulling me through but like assassin's creed sometimes struggle to do that with me where i'm just like they'll hit a point they'll like start off strong but hit a point where i'm like eh, i'm starting to care less about the the story of uh this character and what hap- what's happening to him, you know, you know, it's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's me though. Um, anywho, you want, you want to, I don't know if you, I don't know if you got anything else to talk about. If not, I'll, I'll see if you want to talk a little bit about more about, uh, house of dragons. Yeah. Let's talk about it. All right. So, you know, if you're, if you're listening to the show, you don't give a crap about game of Thrones or whatever. It's been fun. We'll see you next week. Unless <laughs> I have another baby. That would be a, a, a shock. But, that would be you know, something. There's you two. never know. Oh, shoot. We forgot one. Yeah. <laughs> that would be quite the surprise. Um, but anyways, have a good one. Game of Thrones. House of Dragons. You know, it's crazy that like we're talking about both House of Dragons and Ring of Power. Rings of Power. They're both kind of shows where I'm like, wow, okay, they're really doing all that. And like finding out the, the yeah. scope of rings of power spinoffs yeah things i don't like you know when that when you when i feel like a franchise is really just kind of wringing every last drop out of what it's worth in mm-hmm. prequels <laughs> like these are things that yeah. usually i have this aversion to where i'm like Ugh. Ugh. yeah so i'm very I remember you saying i won't watch that right I remember you saying that when game of thrones ended and they talked about that spinoff coming you said i'm not gonna watch that Absolutely. I had this, there's this uh, TikTok that like fully encapsulates my, my feelings. There's guys like raving and ranting and raving about Game of Thrones and pissed off that this show even exists. And at the end of the video, he's like, when's it coming on? (laughs) Right. I'll see you Sunday. But I thought, I'll see you Sunday. (laughs) It's like, yeah, that me, you know? Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I'm very pleased, you know, to be wrong, and I'm I'm pleased yeah. to uh, to say that. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I they they're establishing their world and their characters in a way that I'm in I'm you know looking forward to each week. You know, I feel like they've set up some really interesting characters, and uh, they've done a good job yeah. 
establishing who the central characters are and kind of expanding it from there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I think my biggest complaint, and like I said, I can't hear, you know, as a listener, hear me out that I, I do enjoy the show. I, I really am enjoying the show. And I look forward to each episode. I wish they, and maybe they will add this, but I wish there was another thing going on. <laughs> I wish there was like, I wish we went to Castle Rock and we saw like maybe what was happening with the Lancasters a little bit. Um, or, you know, maybe not the Lancasters because we got so much of them in Game of Thrones. But I wish there was like another king or something in the same way there was, you know, the Night Watch and there was the Wall and what was happening there. And, and you saw the White Walkers as they made their progression. And you saw, you know, Cersei with the dragons and with whatever those people that she was hanging out with back then. It's like there were all these different things going on and I don't need as many as there was, but it just feels a little small right now. It's like, yeah, there's like the set pieces. Like, like this last episode was basically the hunt. It was just like, this is the hunt and the drama that went on there. And and I didn't mind that, but I kind of wanted a little bit more development because I think that's the reason I loved Lord of the Rings so much because every piece of drama and all the different things that were happening all over Middle Earth, I was very into and interested in. And I really enjoyed all the characters that were like involved in each of the like dramatic things that were coming together. And you could just feel it was like everything was kind of happening. It was all like converging on Mount Doom. And it was just like, you know, at what point are we going to get to the giant battle? And at what point are we going to get that that ring thrown in there and and the house of the dragon as much as i enjoy it and i would highly recommend people to watch it who enjoy this kind of show it just feels a little small it feels like okay this is good quality stuff but i it feels like we're treading water a little bit it's like there's like this drama between like the king and his daughter and his new wife and it's like that really is the only thing we're talking about, like episode to episode. Um, and I want there to be a little bit more. It's like how many times are we going to hear Viserys tell his daughter, I want the best for you, but I must marry. And it's like we've gone over this on the first episode. You have a duty. We've gone over it on the second episode. And I don't mind it. Like it's perfectly reasonable drama, but I feel like we've kind of covered this. So it's like. Let's open it up to a little bit more. Like we we in, we introduced this new like Lancaster son, and it just kind of it felt like at the end of that second episode that it was kind of a dead end. It was a little bit like, okay, she grossed him out by being covered in blood, and now he's gone, and now she's on to like the next guy. And I just, I don't know. I just don't. I don't, I don't really see where where we're headed. <laughs> like there doesn't feel like there's a big drama. Like Damon like did what he did like in the Stepstones. And now that kind of feels like, okay, well, that's over. Yeah, now what? What's next? Like, yeah. The only, the only drama like that's still a little bit open-ended is Damon and Viserys are like at odds, you know, a little bit. It's like right. Damon still wants the throne and Viserys <laughs> wants to be king, obviously, and, and is supporting his daughter. And so I, I don't know. I just at first I was like, Oh, there's like so many moving characters, but like now I feel like my head's like completely wrapped around it. And I'm like, yeah, actually I would like some more moving characters. I want to be a little bit confused. I, I want my fantasy to be 
kingdoms battling kingdoms and backstabbing and poisoning and you know i want some of that mm. and and i i love the quality and i lo- i love the story of this i just don't love the scope um so i just want all this to like whoo, like expand and i want to feel right. like there's more of a world instead of like there's like what's the the place where the kings are at it's I almost had it, but King's Red Landing. King, King's there's like Landing, there's yeah. King's Landing, and then there's you know, and the Red Keep. But apart from that, I mean, is anything else going on? Not really. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I want no. there to be more going on. It's so, a, yeah. It's yeah. It, it's funny because yeah, it's like Game of Thrones. Like it started off like more more uh, broad than this. You know, even at the beginning, which like you look back at like the first, even second season of Game of Thrones, it like seemed so small compared to like what it became in like season four or five or whatever. It's like it almost got like dizzying because like characters would be splintered off in meeting all these new characters and just every season the splinters kept splintering. And then as we got to the end, they started to come together. Um, Yeah. And uh, it's almost almost in a way to where like you got in a situation where when Daenerys meets Jon Snow, it almost feels like this is a crossover with a different show because they've been a lot of these pieces have been splintered off for so long. So when they came together, you're like, holy crap, all these stories. But here, it's like, yeah, no, it's the, we we don't have that at least at least not not now. I have no idea where this story is going. And also, it does the thing where I feel like this show does you know a pretty good job of. Uh, of not falling into like prequel trappings that I hate so much. Maybe prequels are getting better at this because like I hate the thing where it's like, you know, here's someone and they're like, oh, hello, young Sansa or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, Tywin Lannister, you know, stuff like that. We are constantly yeah. winking and nodding to the audience to be like, yeah. oh, remember the thing that's going to happen later. Um, I feel like this is like it's nice to not have that here, but. Game of Thrones had this big thing where you're like, this is the big thing. These are the big things that we're working towards. We're working like Daenerys is working towards going to the Iron Throne and John is working towards like being concerned about the whole White Walker situation. Those were like the big ticking clocks of the show. We knew we were heading there. But with this one, the only thing that we know about is the whole thing that happened because the only thing that happened in this were that we're like looking into the future and the forebodingness is he references the events that happen in game of Thrones It's like, you know, whichever Targaryen had this vision of the, yeah. of the, the mad that king. That, the that's the yeah. thing I really look forward to seeing the mad king. That's the one thing that I'm like, I really want to see who's the mad king and like what, what hell happens with that? Because that was something they talked about in game of Thrones a lot, like the age of the mad king. And that's still, like a hundred years off at this yeah, point or something. It's a ways so, away. It seems like they're jumping they're really quickly around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was where, just saying that to Bethany about episode two. It was like, Oh wow. We're already here. She's already pregnant. That was like the thing. It was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. In the last episode, they announced they were getting married. Now she's already pregnant. And they have With baby son. number two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm wondering, cause like, yeah, second episode was like six months after the first, this one's like two years after the first, I mean, after yep. the second. So it's, it's gonna, it's interesting how it's kind of doing it's it. Where, name day. Yeah. Name day. We didn't have yep. one of those for our baby. Um, but you got uh, two years left. 
Oh, I know. We still have to plan our name day. Um, Indy's still got name day coming for me. <laughs> yeah, find a really good deer for me to celebrate name day with. Um, <laughs> but a white one. Yeah, glorious. Um, but yeah, and it's like in Game of Thrones, it seems like the next episode happens like you know the next day generally. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, it's an interesting kind of format where it's very different. I do appreciate that it is set apart, but yeah, it would be nice to kind of be like, what's the thing? What's the thing? You know, where it's like, it's kind of weird that you did this thing that sounded really exciting. Like if you didn't know Game of Thrones, you would hear what he was saying. And it was like the thing that King Viserys is saying. And you're like, that sounds awesome. Is that where we have to look forward to it? No, nope, that's another show. And so you're like, oh, well, what's this? Mm-hmm. You know, or like, why did he mm-hmm. really mention that? You got to know about this legend. It's important for Targaryen to be on the throne. And it is like we watched Game of Thrones and like it didn't mm-hmm. go down in the way that he's describing in uh, in, his, in that vision that uh, that that yeah. Targaryen had. But I don't know. It, it it's I feel like in a way, though, I, I kind of do enjoy some of the simplicity of of like of what it is doing right now but i do feel like yeah that can't last as you said it can't be every episode there's just another another speech about how you have to marry someone you don't want to marry and you have to the stakes are just a little too low i i do understand like what you're saying and i can see that it's like okay this is a smaller scoped version of game of thrones but right i just don't feel really any stakes at this point it's like i don't feel like anybody could die i just feel like okay everybody's good and i want to feel like a little bit like hmm what's gonna happen it's crazy yeah i think that's one of the reasons that lost was so good there was so many things going on it was like anything could happen in the next episode and i want a little bit of that yeah, I mean, like from the first episode of Game of Thrones, you are you are to understand that there are forces at work playing against the characters that you are being groomed to like, and uh, you're always waiting for that shoe to drop. After they push a brand out the window, that lets you know yeah. what yep. you're to fear, what you're yep. to expect, and the things that you're to be worried about throughout yeah. throughout yeah. the series. And this, it's like we we have and Damon. shortly kill the father Stark. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's like holy like crap. The second episode or something. And you have all these things you're worried about, and like that's creating drama for the characters. But yeah, in this one you have Damon, which you don't really know what he's capable of yet. Like he hasn't really done really anything super serious to our to our main characters yet. And you have him, and then you have what Mr. Crab Monster, <laughs> whatever his name is, yep. the Crab Man, Crabby, yep. yeah. And <laughs> he's he's more like just a, re- a force that everybody's working against, instead of just like this this person working behind the scenes or or some like looming danger like the White Walkers are. It's like just a guy who has grayscale with an army or whatever. <clears throat> and that's so quickly over. That's the right. other thing. It's like. Right. Obviously, this is a small speed bump on this show. Okay, and on to what? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for the winter's coming kind of thing. That's all I'm. I'm ready right. for. Right, like something what's the like problem? that. I, yeah, I, I do. They've already been greenlit for another show for another season. So, where are we headed? <laughs> right, and uh, this other is season. Supposedly, like this is all stuff that they're playing 
all like this is finished. Like the story is written by George R. R. Martin. Whereas, you know, Game of Thrones, like, you know, obviously they got ahead of George, you know, he's obviously still not <laughs> done. Who knows if he ever will be. But with this, there is a, there is a finite tale to be told. I don't know what it is. Of course, I haven't read the books. But um, so I'm wondering, like, how that's working as far as, like, how much they have planned, how they're stretching it out, or if they're stretching it out at all. And, yeah. Curious. Well, yes and no. It's not – this has not been written. This is based loosely off of this Anarchy series that he wrote. Oh, really? Okay. But, I guess uh, I, I've got that wrong. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so Th- – This is not – this is not something George R. R. Martin wrote. It's just based on some of the lore that he wrote. Ew. So it's about pre-existing characters that has been it's like almost like history books, right? This is what anyway. I'm finding on the Washington Post. It says the House of the Dragon is based on an earlier period in history called the Anarchy. In fact, the Anarchy was more than a loose inspiration for the series. Several of the main characters based directly on the key figures from the conflict-ridden period. Hmm. So. Interesting. Okay. Um, but either way, I am enjoying it for what it is. I, I like the characters. Like, that's the big thing, right? I mean, one thing I always say, I don't know Damon well enough. I, I find him interesting, and I think Matt Smith's an entertaining actor, but I, I wish I knew more about him. What I know right now feels a little bit kind of paint by numbers as far as like the scorned brother who wants power. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of. Yeah. What we know, I feel, I find King Viserys to be very interesting, as like this failing king who's just like knows that he's you know kind of not living up to the throne, and he's getting cut by the throne, and the throne itself is like rejecting him, and he's just mm-hmm. constantly struggling with the weight of the crown. That that's really interesting and i you know obviously it's a ticking clock to when this character's going to get you know boiled alive or oh, red wedding you know i don't know anything but yeah. you, you just feel it you, you know yeah. Yeah. It, it, and i feel like purposefully so it's not like it's poetic it's poetic tragedy and not like oh what he's going to die it's like oh the, the moment at last you know the moment it's been kind of building towards yeah and so I, i'm curious to see how that happens but that's not exactly like the same thing as having like we're afraid of the Lannisters or we're afraid of the you know freaking uh, White Walkers and so there's not again yeah you're right there's not like that thing that we're okay we're working towards well that almost feels more like an internal struggle and I want more of like an external I want a little bit of both I want a little bit of like okay who's gonna you know who's gonna finally stab the king in the back i want that's fine that's interesting but it's it just feels a little small i want a little bit more like yeah there's this there's this king out there he's he's crazy right (laughs) he's got dirt walkers i don't know dirt walkers (laughs) he's got the antithesis of a dragon whatever that is a fairy i mean i guess that's what the ice ice people kind of he's got a fairy (laughs) <laughs> that's what the song of ice and fire was about, but so that's kind of been covered, but I just want something like that. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, uh, you're right. And, uh, there's, it, it's interesting how like there, nobody in this show, it's almost like, I don't know. There's like a cultural shift. It's funny with like prequels and stuff when it comes to fantasy and sci-fi worlds 
that it always seems like, oh, you're 200 years in the past, but, you know, things are really the same as far as, like, what era you're living in. You know, if you were 200 years before, like, a certain area in our time, it'd be like, okay, well, certain things haven't been invented yet and all that stuff. But if you're in Star Wars or or any sort of, like, in Lord of the Rings, it's like, no, you're kind of always consistently have, you know, the same exact crap. It's just different people in that world. Um, but it's weird, like culturally, it's like people in Game of Thrones, it's like you meet a new character in Game of Thrones and you're like, okay, how terrible is this character, right? How yep. horrible is this person? And I feel yep. like there is some of that here, but mostly, you know, I feel like a lot of people are a little more not Definitely. as awful, right? Definitely. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, every all the extremes on both ends are just lessened. Exactly. So far. So far. Like, Damon isn't freaking Joffrey, you know, or yep. or, or yep. that other kid who showed up yep. later. Um, and, yeah, yeah, and you're right. And there isn't, like, a Jon Snow or a Ned Stark either. And it's like King Viserys is just kind of a normal person who is, like, kind of he wants to do the right thing, but he's in this age where he's like, should I marry this 12 year old? You know? (laughs) And so like, (laughs) and like, Oh, should I, you know, be, make this decision? Like that's even debate, like with his wife, like debatably the right choice, but to do it in like a, the weakest horrible way (laughs) to be like, bringing out the, bringing out the baby. No, 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 no. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And so it, it is like this weird, different kind of dynamic with the characters where it's like, I don't yet feel danger every single time I meet a new character to where I'm like, oh, yeah, um, th- there's no Cersei. There's no Jamie, you know, right. like just the whole Lannister group was just the evil people that just like created all the issues. And there's there's not really anybody like that. It's like you can't just have Damon the whole show be the only one. So I. I look right. forward to the, in the the coming episodes of of some more awful people being introduced because you just need <laughs> just that you need that up. to balance out the the reasonableness of so many of these characters that they've introduced. Right, and you need you, your Samwell, you know, set against your Jamie because that's just you need that balance, ice and fire. <laughs> right, right, agreed. And you know, I'm I'm happy that the show is good, but yeah, and I I'm like you and very interested to see what what they go next i'm pleased to be where where we're at but it would it won't last if if it if for me like my interest will wane if by the end of this season we're still hemming and hawing over succession you know what i mean yeah we'll see the will they won't they oh will you name your son to be oh no i think it's going to be <laughs> renera no if it's I don't... that i will say this show is bad if right. it keeps that up it just was bad but i don't think it will it's the bachelor they like give a rose yeah out exactly, the... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> can i borrow the king for a second <laughs> <laughs> And the crown goes to son. Oh wait, no, I read that wrong. It's not the son. It's Daenerys. There it is. I read that wrong. 
<laughs> Wrong cue card. Good stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe at the end of the season or something, we can have like a postmortem and like kind of talk about how things went. I think it's 10 episodes. How terribly awesome it was. Ooh, just vague enough. I like it. <laughs> But anyways, man, it's been fun. We're back. Expect episodes every day, every hour. We're back with children. Yeah, but with more kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see, see ya. See ya.